Welcome to a podcast for the Krakoan mutant era with a distinctly black and queer lens. Every episode has a new guest, a single topic, and a ticking timer. This is X of Words. 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 Okay, say four nice things about the book before we start. Four nice things about the book? Yeah. Uh, well, Storm is the lead, so that's one. Yeah. That's the best thing the book. That's the greatest strength the book has, in my opinion. Uh, secondly, the writer is great. It's a good writer. Very talented. Um, very smart. Um, third, it's a good story. Very interesting. Lots of, like, plot twists. Lots of, like, drama. Some action. Not Maybe not enough. Well, we said good things. Let me focus. Um <laughs> Yeah, so great story. And then last thing, great art. Like, uh, especially when it comes to, like, uh, fascial expressions and stuff, I think it was, like, a really great job at, like, nailing, like, faces. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, like, especially with a book of that nature that deals with, like, these kind of, like, interpersonal conflicts, I think it's a great asset to have. Okay. All right. Thank you. And with that said, I will say hello. Hi to everybody. This is Exit Words. We do mutants in 10 minutes. And hello, everyone. This is Oro's Wind. And I'm very happy to be back uh, here on the pod. Hey, look at that. People jumping in doing their own intros now. (laughs) Well, I I thought you like I thought that's what you were waiting for. Actually, oh no, no, no! I fully forgot what I was saying. <laughs> okay, well, I literally forgot the intro. Yanis, like I was I was talking and it disappeared. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is it. Hi, um, welcome. Uh, and today's question: We are going to talk about where is where is X Men Red going? Where's it been? What's it doing? Who's right. it for? <laughs> Who is for? That's a good question. Who is it for? All right, cool. So with that, I'm going to hit the timer and X starts now. So, Yanis, when we were talking, you were saying that um, you, as a diehard Storm fan, thought this was going to be a particular sort of book, and it isn't. So tell me what book you thought it was going to be and how this book deviates from that. Well, when we finished uh, S.W.O.R.D., and like they were uh, promoting Destiny of X. It's Destiny of X, right? The era we're in. And like it seemed to me when Al Ewing and the rest of the team were promoting X Men Red, that X Men Red was going to be a book specifically about not just Storm, but like Storm in Araco. And now that we are at issue nine, uh, we just read issue nine, issue 10 is coming up next month. It seems to me like it isn't. Storm and Araco don't have as much of a focus as I thought they would have. Yeah. And so here we are today. That's so Did you say it like that? Here we are. So We're waiting. Oh, girl. Here we are. 
um okay uh, I, I look i totally un- i totally understand where you're coming from like i really agree um i think i was really excited for those little bits but what we've got is like this really actually you didn't answer that before i answer the second half of the question for you what do you think this book is then because you said you thought it was going to be more storm or more Araco. and i know what i think it is but what do you think it is what, what book are you it's reading? a book about space politics like it's a book about i think it seems to be a book about how the soul system is kind of like placing itself as a player in like the grander cosmic kind of like cultural scape and like how the players within that system. So like brand and storm and sunspot are kind of like just fighting for power, but it doesn't really seem like Araco is a part of the story that Araco seems to be like more of like a set where things are taking place. Like Araco seems to like Araco for brand is just like a tool that she wants to use to get to like her bigger thing, which is like the total control of Saul. And then, and I guess the scope of the story might change once we move away from like that particular arc. But like right now at issue nine, that's how, it feels like the book is because like from i felt like the actual like i feel like ewing really respected the premise of the book in like the first three issues and then he just started to do his own stuff which was like really getting his, into like the space politics bringing in nova which really has no like he like what's his what's his uh superhero name dick nova, right dick Ryder. wait <laughs> Which is <laughs> so like this he legitimately like i know people want to be like oh yeah he saved the world whatever he saved the universe he legitimately has no place here other than that's just the writer's face like there is no reason why nova is in the story i'm so sorry i know y'all love him i know y'all go up that's great but this is a book about mutant and oracle like why is he taking so much space i am very confused he but, is like, <laughs> Wow, I didn't, yeah, I didn't realize I, I, that Nova would activate you like this. Like, yeah, <laughs> like if you, if you just look at like what the story is about, it seems like Oracle is just taking the back seat in terms of like what the and it feels like when I read it, it feels to me like space politics is really yeah. what Ewing wants to write about. Yes. It does feel bigger than Araco. You're, yeah. you're right. I do agree with you. And um, I think... And it's I, a great I, story. It's it a great story. It is a great story. But I think a lot of people... When you say you're going to put a book on Araco, um, and because so many people wanted to see more and immerse themselves in it, it's not really an immersive book in Araco. It's much more wide lens than that. Like we thought we were gonna get like a focus in, like a like, like a zoom thing. He but showed us one community in issue three. And yeah. we haven't we have not learned anything new about Araco ever since then. And I think that's not even something that just applies to Araco. Like we we still haven't seen as much of Krakoa as we would have liked. And to to set up these amazing well, I mean, secondarily. Um Krakoa is great. I think we can do that in like the Marvel Unlimited. But like in this it feels like we've set up these really incredible, deep, rich, like, 
lands and landscapes and then not really deep dived into them. Yeah. So I, I thought this was going to be like, right, Storm immerses herself in Araco, in the culture, in the people. And we had a, we've had like snippets of that. But I think the inclusion of brand means that this has to be a book about soul. The inclusion of cable means that this has to be a book about interplanetary relationships. So I think the players in this have pulled the lens out. And it looking looking even at the um look at I, I mean the cover for me is a perfect like encapsulation of what the the book actually is the machinations of six different like space mutants which cover uh this one the the one for number nine where we see brand and oh, brandon yeah 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 yeah, that's really what it is, exactly. Yeah. That's it. We're watching the chessboard, but we wanted to go down and look at one we wanted to look at one square. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is too is like it feels like and that's just me as a stan. I under, I'm putting my stand glasses on right now. <laughs> yeah. It feels like you see all of these characters making moves. Yeah. And Storm just shows up in the last page and it's just like oh i'm here she has her moment and then she leaves like we don't really see her think the way we see sunspot think the way we see brand think the way we even see cable like i feel like in terms of like people like i feel like she as a character has less substance than like many other characters that are featured in the book just just by virtue of her just most of the time just showing up when things are already happening, like like in issue two, she showed that the people were already fighting. She showed up, she slapped Vulcan, she left. In issue three, um, people were fighting in the stadium. She showed up to look at the fight, she left. Like she she doesn't really, we don't really see her think and plan the way we, even in like the Judgment Day thing. It, she just showed up. How did she get to Araka? We We don't even know, we're supposed to guess. How did she like, a lot of the, she just shows up, she does the things, and then she leaves. Like we don't really see her have like kind of like the thought process of how she she's arriving to like yeah. Like Sunspot just had this really cool moment in issue nine, and then we got a, a whole data page that showed us how he got there. He got yeah. another moment in like issue seven when he revealed that he was part of the night seat, and then he explained like how we got there. I feel like she's not afforded. The same that, internality. Yeah. And we know that, like, even in the in the Claremont era, we had a lot of, like, the internal storm world. What her thoughts were, what her stresses were, what her reactions were going to be. Um, and you're right, like, a lot of people's... A lot of people's inside and outside worlds are being ex- explained through panels, through bubbles, through data pages. And... Even um, Magneto, like, when you think about how... Magneto had this entire page... When he was building his house, when he was talking about how he was feeling, and yeah. like I don't, Storm did not have one scene like even similar to that. What, 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 what about the scene. throne scene? Do you think the throne scene comes close? It comes close, but I think the Magneto one is like better. Like I think the Magneto one has more substance because it's like, like he went more into more details, and it was just more like. It felt more detailed than like the throne scene, I think. And like, I think there are little things that I'd like to know, like what the build was, because we know that, for example, she knows Lotus, her and Lotus Logus, or Locus 
locust hocus yeah <laughs> yeah he um right he has a relationship with storm where like apparently he's been throwing knives at her every day and they've got like almost sort of like a bantery murder vibe happening but we didn't see the build of that like i'd love to see like and because your, your your point about magneto made me think that one of the nice things about it is that magneto turns up and we've seen what his reaction and reception and where he is when he arrives but then we also see him meet iraqi people and how they are changing him through their exposure so the fisher king and magneto is a relationship where you see magneto learning and building through contact that, with the rapid relationship storm was never for like she does not have a a fisher king mm. and at, at the beginning is something that in the early issues is something that i could have accepted because i assumed and i mean we still can get there we still can get more like information on it but i think like being at issue nine, I was just expecting that we would have gotten there already. Okay. All right. So with the closing question, I will ask you, do you think in future issues or in future arcs, we can go from the wide to the small? Do you think this is arguing setting a new um, uh, status quo for Oraco and then height and then zooming into storm or I think what do you think? I think we definitely might get some nice introspective moments, especially considering that she has like the three next issues following number 10 are like hers. Yeah. Or are supposed to be hers. Cause like even there, he I'm already seeing in the solicits that he's introducing another character. The finger has come out. Um I I, I, I from here I'm seeing him. Like I see you, Ewing. Don't do, do not, don't even try it. This is Storm's Mini, and it's about to stay Storm's Mini. So anyway, um, in Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, we might get some nice, uh, introspective moments, and we might get a good look at like her, especially at her interiority, especially if you consider the context. Like apparently, um, Araco was destroyed, and like all of that. So like we should get something out of it so yeah. i think yeah i think there's definitely still and then like um we also have the great ring to rebuild and she's also obviously gonna be like involved in that a lot so yeah. i think there's still time to like bring it back i just feel like at issue nine we should have been further than where we are i think i uh, yeah i see where you're coming from for me, I started changing the way that I viewed it because... Um, yeah, you just I'm, have to like, shift your expectations at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, it's still a great book. I'm still reading it and I'm still enjoying it. But now I see it as X-Men Red is mutants on a planetary scale. Like, it feels like a continuation of the early premise of the story. Oh, like, sure. mutants, mutants re rehabilitate or resuscitate a planet and it's, it's like mutants go galactic yeah you know and so that's it that's what i'm reading i'm the, i'm reading the mutants go galactic book yeah. and i think the for me for me watching storm and the brotherhood of mutants become a separate title it feels like x-men red is probably going to stay the mutants go galactic book and storm is going to get the storm and the brotherhood of mutants that would actually be the ideal scenario to be honest but i don't because i think right after as uh since the sinister i think they're gonna go back to x-men red but i feel like 
just separating the storm and brother brotherhood and like the the Iraqo of it all and just putting it into like that specific context and then doing your own space like more macro level type of story mm-hmm. i think it would work better because clearly that's what you want to do and then clearly that's not what we want to read so what are we doing all right well on that on the what are we doing my black sister (laughs) what are we doing for my british brother in this context (laughs) (laughs) all right well um thank you we look forward to x-men red um we look forward to storm and the brotherhood uh, thank you for listening to this episode. If you have any thoughts, if you've got any speculations, if you've got anything that you think or anything that you disagree with, feel free to add me at X of Words. Hmm? I was thinking about how terrible that outfit in Storm in the Brotherhood is, but we're going to pray. She has a mini, so we, we we can get our wins every time, every day. So that's what we have. We're just going to lose our eyes. We've got to take our lashes on that one. <laughs> um... Yeah, you know where to find me, X of Words. Um, uh, you can follow Yanis at Aurora's Wind. That's O-R-O-R-O-S-W-I-N-D. Um, thank you. Thank you for taking the time. I've been Ash. I've been Aurora's Wind, and this has been X of Words. <laughs> Someone that choke, someone that fit aside.